Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's a happy Wednesday, North America, unless you woke up thinking it was Thursday. The mothership has reconnected. Welcome to four hours of lunar sports nonsense. Live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Heard at affiliates nationwide and north of the border, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, the Sirius XM Sports Channel 158. From Anchorage to Atlanta, Autzen Stadium to Ashburn, Virginia, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. It is another day with Damon Amendolara. We, um, the right word, imitating Jim Rome. Noon Eastern here on CBS Sports Radio. So Andrew Bogish, myself, imitating D.A. on this Wednesday morning. Joined once again on the wheels of steel. Thankfully, he is here. All smiles in his spring collection of polos, the one and only Pete the Body Bilotti. <laughs> to his right... A rotation of one. So far, so good in his uh, first full week as a producer. A producer, not the producer. Ryan Botcher is here in another summer concert t-shirt. I believe that's an Avenged Sevenfold yes. t-shirt. A band I know that it exists. Couldn't name one song. Wouldn't know if I heard it, but I do know that they are out there and they perform. And Ryan is sporting their T-shirt this morning. And now back to my left, speaking of shirts, triumphantly back in the update shared today is the one and only Pat Boyle. For those of you not watching, watch com or YouTube or on Twitch. Boyle going light blue Hawaiian shirt. I see palm trees. I see other tropical foliage leaves. We are one, two, three, top three buttons unbuttoned. Double gold chains, limited chest hair. Boyle is in full effect on this Wednesday. And he's with us for these four hours. As are you at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We're on Twitter, as always, at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogus, champ or chump on a Wednesday. And again, I woke up today thinking, oh, it's Thursday. All right, we're, half, we're more than halfway through the week. See the finish line. Only a few more pulls and grabs and Clever headlines for the, the web stream. And then quickly remembered it was just Wednesday. So we're almost there. But a day behind schedule, at least in my mind. But it is a championship jump on a Wednesday, as always. There is the daily check of college realignment with new leagues and new schools. Trading loving glances. There's comments from the SEC about where that conference is going or not going now. And where the college football playoff should go in the news of the Pac-12 basically being gone for good. Hard Knocks debuted last night. Our first look at Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala and the Jets. 
Speaking of the NFL, the rich get richer. A new set of valuations came out yesterday about how expensive and valuable every single NFL franchise is. It is not necessarily breaking news that's the case, but specifically there are some eye-popping numbers that popped out yesterday. We also have Jonathan Taylor no longer hanging out with the Colts, at least short-term as he rehabs his ankle injury off-site. MLB umpires continue to be dumb. We'll discuss that on our own. Plus, with Bob Nightingale, who joins the show in our final hour. In hour number three, an old friend of mine, Richard Deitch, will check him. He now writes for The Athletic. I met Richard a long time ago, and he was at SI and SI.com. And we will go all over the place with Richard. World Women's World Cup, Messi. We've got with him conference realignment and how evil TV execs are. There was some ESPN gambling news yesterday. We'll tackle with Richard. We'll go all over the place with him. And again, that is in hour three Ooh. on this Wednesday morning. But we begin back in that NFL. Eric Bieniemy, still not an NFL head coach, no longer in Kansas City. He is now in Washington running the commander's offense. Maybe his best and last audition to finally get one of those head coaching jobs And depending on how you process this story, it's either going well or it's not going well at all for Eric, the enemy in Washington. It's where we begin. It's your cold open. Yeah, I mean, they have. And I had a number of guys come to me and I said, just go talk to him. I said, understand what he's trying to get across to you, you know. And I think as they go and they talk and they listen to him, it's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. Again, you get a different kind of player from, from the players back in the past. Um, especially in light of how things are coming out of college football. So a lot of these young guys, you know, they do struggle with certain certain things. And you got to understand, we're in a grown man's business. We're in a grown man's world. My job is to make sure that I'm doing the best possible job of over-communicating clarity. I take a tremendous amount of pride in that. They also know when I'm getting on them, ain't nothing personal. What's personal is that I want us to win. I expect that particular player to be great at all times. I expect the effort to be a standard that's uh, accepted by all of us. So when you're not reaching that, it's my job to address it. So sometimes they may like the highlights and the praise, but sometimes they may not like it. And I'm perfectly fine with that because that's my job. Because if I ain't doing my job, my ass get fired. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Uh-oh, in Washington. That was Eric Bieniemy and his new boss, Ron Rivera, in your cold open. So the backstory is a handful of Washington Washington Commanders players think that Eric Bieniemy is too mean and too tough and yells too much. So much so that they went to Ron Rivera to pseudo-complain about their new offensive coordinator, which led to Rivera, A, revealing that, and then B, defending Biennemi yesterday, and Biennemi defending Biennemi yesterday as well, and did so often talking about himself in the third person, which is always a cool trick. So that is, those are the facts. The key is where you go with those facts. There's one of two ways. You go, man, those players are soft. That really, just a couple of training camp practices in, they're so unaccustomed and so unready for another grown man to be yelling at them, not doing a good enough job on the football field, that they went to the boss and complained about it. 
And then you can certainly keep going back and saying, well, that's why they're the commanders. That's why they have struggled. That's why they haven't been great. That's why they needed a new offensive coordinator. That maybe they're not cut out to be great, to be elite, to win that division, whatever. Or you can go in the other direction and go, this is why Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach somewhere. And whatever it is now, 15 interviews for 14 jobs, 16 for 15, it's a lot. And somewhere nestled in all of those no's to Eric Bieniemy is the bigger problem the NFL faces. And that we discussed that yesterday quickly with Mike Vrabel letting Terrell Williams, his assistant head coach and D-line coach, run the team this weekend in a preseason game, really all letting him have a job audition, basically, trying to push along him and other minority head coaches to get jobs that these guys deserve. And Bieniemy has been, he's the guy in that discussion right now. And whatever is built in, racism, ignorance, like those things are in play to some extent with the enemy. But the, the tough part of the conversation has always been, it's not exclusively that. Part of this is about Eric the enemy. He has a history of off-field issues that some teams cannot forget or move on or don't want to deal with any kind of PR questions about that. Obviously, some jobs, it was just wasn't a fit between him and the GM and the owner, and that happens. And then there's also the things that we wonder about with Eric Bieniemy specifically as a coach, where he wasn't technically running the Chiefs' offense. He wasn't calling plays. He didn't have that experience. And also how he handles his business. And here's a look at how he handles his business, is that he's a yeller. Now, the things I appreciated in the story and in the retelling and the rundown of everything was that as hard as his Bieniemy might be and as mean and degrading and demeaning as he might be at times, there's also a lot of loud praise as well. You can be, you can yell. It's not the way I would do it. It's not the way, not the coach I'd want to react to if I was a player. That wouldn't work well with me. But if you're going to yell, if you're going to be mean, if you're going to call guys out, you also need to balance it out 50-50 with telling them how good they're doing. And that's got to be just as loud as the negative stuff is. And that appears to be the way Eric Bieniemy does his job, but it's still loud. There's still negativity. There's still maybe a demand for expertise and execution and commitment. And my first thought was this was more about the commanders, that this is about the guys on the roster, that this explains why they've had different types of shortcomings in recent memory. I mean, it's different personnel for sure and multiple coaches, but this has not been anywhere close to a good offense since 2017. Five, six seasons of being in the bottom third of both points and yards. So production on offense because of quarterbacks and injuries and bad coaching and bad draft picks and bad personnel decisions have all spun together to make this far from elite unit, which is why Eric Bieniemy is there now. But it's startling to hear in the middle of August, barely, that guys are already bothered by it or confused by it to the extent where they're going to Ron Rivera and saying, why is he so mean to us? It feels like that's about them and not about him, at least from where I sit. But Ron Rivera did talk about yesterday, you know, that Jack Del Rio, who runs his defense, does things differently because Jack has been a head coach and he understands that not everybody responds to the same 
the same form of coaching. Some guys need to be yelled at. Some guys need to have be hugged and have things whispered into their ear or need the positive reinforcement more than pointing out the negatives. And that Eric maybe will learn that in time, but Eric's been doing this for a long time. You'd think by now, being around the Chiefs for at least for so long and all the different guys come in contact there, he'd have maybe a slightly softer hand. And there are a lot of people around the NFL right now who think Eric Bieniemy not being a head coach is more about Eric Bieniemy than the institution of the NFL or GMs and owners. And again, their ignorance, short sighting, racism, however you want to describe it. That this is further proof of why he has struggled to get a job because he rubs a lot of people the wrong way and he's a lot to handle. And maybe as in char- being the head coach in charge of everybody, that's not the voice you want to run your organization. There's some truth in there. But to me, this is more about the commanders and those players not being prepared for this and maybe needing to hear this. And I think somewhere along the way, this will flip into, yeah, we did need that. I'm glad it happened. Boy, what was your first reaction when you read this story yesterday? Who did you think this told more about, the players or the coach? Honestly, kind of 50-50. You know, the the Zoomers, as you like to call them, as we like to call them, Gen Z, this younger generation has been, um, you know, described as being soft time and time again, that they're just looking for handouts and that, you know, everybody in college athletics now, if they don't get the playing time they want right away as freshmen, they transfer, they don't know how to deal with adversity. Um, but there also is a, a kind of a dark pass for Eric Bieniemy. A lot of off the field stuff, as you mentioned, and then you have that with uh, all the racism that was obviously embedded in him not getting a head coaching job for years. But also, never called the plays for the Chiefs. What was his actual big time role with the Chiefs' offense? Was it game planning? Was it preparation? Was it helping Andy redesign some of the plays? So this is his first big gig now, and he's got a rookie quarterback, a fifth round draft pick. I think this is who a lot of his quote-unquote intensity is about. I think he is on Sam Howell's ass trying to get him ready because he said, you heard Bianami speak a lot, or, and Ron Rivera, a lot of the veteran, or not of the veteran, a lot of the leaders on the offense. Who's the leader on the offense? It's the quarterback. And you've got a 22, 23-year-old quarterback, fifth-round draft pick, rookie, who you're expecting to step up this year. That's who I think he's being a hard ass on more than anything. It's the quarterback, Sam Howell, and maybe he's not responding well to it. Maybe he's not having a great camp. I'm not, I haven't been locked into commander's camp so far. I don't know how he's been doing on a day-to-day basis, but they're basically giving him the job and saying, Jacoby Brissett, you're going to be the backup <laughs> for the eighth straight year in a row running until somebody gets hurt or if Sam Howell's a bust. So I think that's what this is. I think the relationship between Eric Bieniemy, the OC, with the first big leadership role in his life and calling the plays and running the offense and a fifth round draft pick rookie quarterback that relationship is essential it is vital that any success the commanders want to have this year if sam howell does not get along with eric b who goes right who's gonna go you're gonna fire the first year oc or you're gonna bench the fifth round rookie draft pick quarterback it's gonna be howell so howell and eric b need to get this thing right and as for everybody else um, that's another thing there's I know there's a lot of coaches still in today's world where you think oh you can't do that with how soft everybody is it still goes on and there's a lot of coaches that do not take bleep from anybody or any player 
So I, I do think it comes off initially as, oh, these players are soft. You know, the guy yells too much. He's an You're an NFL player. But at the same time, given B enemy's track record, given his past, given the type of guy we know he is, um, I like I yeah, like I said, I think it's fifty fifty and I think they need to work together to make this thing work because the NFC East, everybody else is pretty damn good. Eagles defending NFC champs. Cowboys, as overrated as I think they are and everybody thinks they are, they still find a way to win ten, eleven games every year and get in the playoffs. And the Giants coming off a playoff appearance last year. Commanders are the odd men out right now, and if they don't get this thing right, it's going to be a long year in D.C., and all those good vibes from getting Dan Snyder out the door are going to yeah. dissipate pretty quickly. It's a, and it's such a such a uh, convoluted situation because Biennemi comes in on, you know, theoretically poised to be a head coach somewhere. Here's his last audition to actually run a unit, prove what he can do, answer any remaining doubts from other teams, and he's doing it for not a lame duck head coach, but Ron Rivera could be running out of time in Washington, too, so if things don't go well, is Rivera out and be enemy the head coach there in the very, you know, short-ish term? As you were talking, there was a Tyreek Hill tweet on our monitor basically telling the commanders, uh, shut up, guys. Get tougher. Get to work. I know it's hard. I know it's tough, but it pays off in the end. So there's Tyreek Hill coming in defense of Eric Bieniemy. I think it also said no one has your back like EB either. But this is part of the... The confusion, right, in figuring out who gets the credit for the Chiefs because it's enemy and Andy Reid, and there have been other guys that have worked on that staff, and then, of course, there's Patrick Mahomes who can wipe away any issues, overcome stuff. We don't know necessarily where Mahomes and enemy were together. There were, you know, there have been rumors about their relationship. I'm now, I don't know, I think five and a half episodes into the quarterback show on Netflix. I just got to the part where DA is featured in it, by the way, which we really haven't discussed in full just yet. And through five and a half episodes, there really has not been any significant Mahomes B enemy interaction. There's been a couple of sidelines. Hey, you missed that. We should do this. Yeah, I got you, coach. Go have a good one. There's been no, any reads been on camera. Other players have been on camera talking about Mahomes. There's been nothing with Mahomes and Biennemi. I don't know if that means anything, but it's just it's hard to know what Biennemi gets credit for in KC because he wasn't the lead offensive coach, and Reed is there, and Mahomes is there. So now he goes to Washington, and you want to tell the commanders, hey, you guys aren't the Chiefs. If you want to be the Chiefs, shut up and listen to this guy, no matter what he's saying. But how how instrumental? He was instrumental, but how instrumental was he to the Chiefs' success as he goes to Washington and takes things over there. But, I, again, I, I think if depending on how you approach Eric Bieniemy in general, there are things to pull from in any direction from this story. But I think as far as we can sit here today, at least where I sit today, this is 60-40, maybe 70-30 about the players. Because it's not just them you know, wanting to themselves about this. Going to the head coach to be like, uh, this is kind of hard. Could he be nicer to us? Really says a lot, not necessarily complimentary things about them. The commanders come back on the show today, by the way, part of that um, update on just how much NFL franchises are worth since they just sold for $6.05 billion. We will get to that in hour number four. Again, also this morning on the guest line, Richard Deitch of The Athletic and Bob Nightingale of USA Today, the latest on baseball with Bob as always. When we come back, though, 
It is soundcheck. And speaking of baseball, we get an update from former White Sox writing Lance Lynn on the problems in Chicago and another presidential soundcheck, this one courtesy of Jimmy Rollins. All that's coming up next on the DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Welcome back. We're just underway on this Wednesday morning. It's Andrew Bogish in for DA. Pete's here. Ryan Bodger's here. We got a Pat Boyle in the studio as well. You jump aboard at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 at CBS Sports Radio. At Andrew Bogish on Twitter, it's Wednesday, so champ and jump coming up next hour on the show right now. Your daily staple sound check, best audio of the day. We begin on the diamond. We have spent some time already this week on this story. Just how bad are things in the White Sox clubhouse? We have heard rumors of dudes sleeping in the bullpen, people missing workouts, maybe a slap fight between Tim Anderson and Yasmani Grandal. Lance Lynn is, it sounds, thankfully out of Chicago, now at Dodger. He was on the Foul Territory podcast with A.J. Pierzynski and was asked about those stories coming out of Chicago. Lance, have you, did you see what uh, Keenan Middleton said when he got traded? Uh, I did see what popped up yesterday, yes. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that, possibly? Um, I could say this. Let me tell you, I can tell you what Key was wrong about. Okay. We're ready. Mm, I get it. I get it. You don't get it. I get it. So if you didn't get it, Lance Lynn did the trick of, I can tell you what was wrong about that story. And then he didn't say anything because there was nothing wrong about the story. And the story was from Keenan Middleton, another former White Sox player, pitcher, who went from Chicago to the Yankees. He said he was excited to go to the Yankees, gleefully shaved his beard because they have rules in New York. And he was happy to have rules. He was the one that told us about guys sleeping in the bullpen and whatnot. So Lance Lynn basically said all of that was true, even though we were told by the White Sox that the sleeping guy actually had permission to sleep whenever and wherever he wanted because he had sleep issues. So when he could fall asleep, he was allowed to sleep. They didn't tell anybody about that until the other players complained about this unnamed player sleeping at random times in random places. So there's Lance Lynn telling us that the White Sox brass is basically telling us BS and that things are as bad as we thought they were in Chicago. Uh, Let's stick with baseball for a second. This is Jimmy Rollins on TBS and coming off the Astros being at the White House and Joe Biden making bad old man jokes at Dusty Baker. Here's Rollins on TBS sharing a story about Jill Biden and Obama. For a while, Dr. Jill Biden would go to sleep with, I think it was my bobblehead, on the side of the bed. Uh During the World Series in 08, she was cold, came to a game, and I was like, let's get her a jacket. They went and got any jacket. I'm like, no, get her my jacket. So they gave her uh, a jacket, and, you know, she's uh, been a fan since. And so not a teddy bear, Speaking of the White House head. visits, quick story. When I went, it was, you know, for the uh, championship celebration. And, of course, you know, the president plays basketball. So I was like, well, you know, when are you going to give me a chance, you know, to post you up? 
So he, you know, bagged me down. I put that arm in his lower back. You, you let him know? Nah. Then see, see, uh, the security guards let me know. Secret Service, <laughs> like, hey. Jim, I thought on. about it. I was like, you got it, dog. <laughs> you got it. Hey, you got it. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. I'm so, hey, Brock, I'm still waiting on that invite, bro. <laughs> That's Jimmy Rollins on TBS. Uh, the Bidens, as I think most of us know, they're from, well, they live in Delaware. They're definitely Philadelphia sports fans, hence Jill Biden having a Jimmy Rollins bobblehead in her nightstand, being at the World Series, Jimmy giving her a jacket. Uh, and, of course, Jimmy Rollins wanted to back down Barack Obama. We can get on a roll. We can do well. Uh, Jimmy is as cool as they come, and I don't like being nice to Phillies, but he was a heck of a player, heck of a personality. Uh, and, of course, he would have the you-know-whats to try and go one-on-one with Obama at the White House. Finally, the NBA, Scoot Henderson was the third pick in the NBA draft back in June. But he believes, via the Playmaker Twitter account, that he'll be the number one rookie after this season. My goal, obviously, is win rookie of the year, and I will win rookie of the year. Never doubting myself, you know, making sure I'm always putting good energy in the air, making sure I'm, I'm telling myself. I'm going to have a great rookie season. You know, I'm not saying I want to have a great rookie season. I'm going to have a great rookie season. I'm going to have a great career. I will have a great career and making sure that's always in um, this past tense because it happened. So here's the bad news for Scoot. Uh, I can't imagine, barring injury, that Victor Webinyama is not the rookie of the year. It's going to take an all-time season from anybody else to jump Webinyama. Unless Victor just can't handle things in the in the NBA, if being seven foot five and one hundred and seventy pounds ends up being a detriment, uh, that he gets pushed around too much, or he gets hurt, or the spun, the Spurs are just that bad, or somehow he's not that good. But I mean, I don't know what the odds on this would be. Maybe the PB boys know, but you're not winning money on Victor Webinyama winning Rookie of the Year. That's how much uh, of a shoe in it appears to be as we sit here in the middle of August but it's good to have goals if you're Scoot Henderson and he's the player I like the best in this draft after Webb and Yama so whether it's this year or not to me Scoot's going to be a heck of a player depending on who he's playing with uh, with those Blazers in Portland the PB boys have the odds for you of course they do courtesy of uh, VegasInsider.com Victor Webb and Yama who's that guy Victor Webb and Yama say it slow Wembenyama is uh, minus anywhere between minus 120 and minus 140 favorite to win rookie of the year, which is you feel like it'd be higher, but those odds are pretty absurd. So my son actually asked me the other day what that meant because it was going on the bottom of the MLB network oh, screen. So he's getting into gambling. Well, not exactly. He's nine. Oh, really? He doesn't have money to bet, but I don't think I explained it well enough to him. So if you are minus 120 or minus 140, what's the quickest way to explain that to dummies like me? The, whatever the minus is, is how much you have to pay to win $100. Okay. And the, on the flip side is that's what you win if you bet 100 Correct. Okay. Always use 100 as the baseline. Okay. So I was right. Although, just I mean, stumbled if you want, through it. If you want to use it with your son and you don't want to, you know, have him start thinking that everybody's tossing 140 bucks on every bet they make, just take the zero off. So it would be $14. Minus 140 is 14 bucks to win 10. I mean, $10, 100 bucks. He doesn't have it. Um, my wife and I have morals. So we're not going to be the kid in Iowa State and give him a fake yeah, FanDuel well, account. You have it, so you could bet for him. I'm not going to bet for him. It'd be a great school project. Wouldn't it be? You guys could be the AB boys. What's, no. your, what's your kid's name, Jake? Jake, yeah. You could be the ABJB boys. Speaking of the PB boys, though, I, we did have to call right. you out a little bit yesterday, and Bilotti tried to come to your defense, but the last time you were here pounding the desk, 
bet against the Mets, okay. bet against the Mets, yes. and then they won 11-2 that night. Yeah, and what did they do last night? They lost last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By only one run, though. A long-term bet. So I, I stick with it. Let it ride. So I, let it ride. So I did. So Monday night, and I said money, money line and run line. I know I said that, and then I realized that the Cubs were basically even odds against them. So I only took the Cubs money line. No, they were minus one thirty-five Monday, I think. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not basically trying to ever lay any juice on a, a money line for baseball. So I only took them on the run line. So I did lose the one bet I, on Monday night. They got crushed eleven-two. Last night. I did just the money line because they were only minus one twenty-five. Okay, so it was a little bit shorter. So I was like, you know what? I did. I ended up just after I said I didn't. I don't want to lay the juice on just the money line. I did lay the <laughs> juice. Uh, they did win three to two. So one and one on the week. But All we right. still have to cook up a home run parlay here, Pete. I, I tried one myself yesterday. <laughs> it didn't work. Oh really? <laughs> what were the specifics? Uh, it was bets. Um, uh, Garcia from the from the Rangers and one more and they none of them hit anything. <laughs> I'm starting to get nervous that we need to give you that number. One eight hundred gambling. Yeah, right. One eight hundred gambling, gambling. Because all of a sudden you like to sneak in often the bets that you are making. Now again, my assumption is these are two dollar bets because I know right how stingy you yeah, might be. No, it's, it's, it's nothing bets. But they do add up eventually. Yeah. I'm, I, I, we don't need you taking a third job. I guess this isn't my concern here. No, they choose it's enough. The, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a, a compulsive gambler. Okay. A gambler. Yes. <laughs> yes. Laying the groundwork yes. for it. By 2072, I'll be there. That's the right. way you're going right when now. I start going to a dollar, then <laughs> look out, world. Right. When I start using paper money, That's right. I'll start calling numbers. Um, One thing that doesn't help you bet on MLB games is how terrible the umpiring is. We did not spend enough time on Aaron Boone losing his mind two nights ago at Las Diaz home plate umpire. And then yesterday, one umpire. Now, he's a vacation replacement, which means he's up from AAA to fill in for a regular umpire. But he's still at AAA, and not every AAA umpire has the designation of vacation fill-in. So he was deemed a good Triple-A umpire, and when, within three innings of a game in Philadelphia yesterday, three of his calls were overturned. The first two were egregious. We'll get to that longer form in just a second. Right now, though, it's headlines, and here's Patty B. All righty, gentlemen. We're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Sponsored by Progressive. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. What? Baseball last night while owner John Angelos is breaking Baltimore hearts off the field for suspending broadcaster Kevin Brown. Houston's Kyle Tucker was breaking Baltimore hearts on the field. 2-2 again. And Tucker hits it in the air pretty deep to right field. That sends back McKenna at the wall looking up. See you later! Kyle Tucker gives the Astros a lead with a grand slam! 7-6, Houston. Astros Radio, Kyle Tucker, that go-ahead grand salami in the ninth inning. Houston gut punches the O's at Camden Yards, 7-6 the final. Astros still a wild-card team as of now, three games back in the ALS because the Rangers will not lose. Eighth win in a row last night against the putrid A's, and your guy Max Scherzer was sharp again, seven yeah. innings. Th- against the A's, that's the part. He can be sharp against the A's. Yeah. Don't don't shoot the messenger, boys. He's been I'm sharp just... against the White Sox and the A's. Play a real team. All right. 
Seven innings, three hits, one run. Corey Seager hit his 19th home run, home run last night. He's hitting 353, by the way. Not enough at-bats uh, to qualify because he's been banged up a few times this year. He's only played 72 games, but, man, that offense is lethal. Elsewhere, Padres, they are a sinking ship. Shut out last night by Logan Gilbert and the Mariners. 2-0 the final in Seattle. Gilbert, seven frames, one hit, a dozen Ks, and some help from Julio Rodriguez, who took a home run back from Fernando Tatis. San Diego now four games back for the final NL wildcard spot. Freddie Freeman, meanwhile, giving Ronald Acuna Jr. a run for his money in the NL MVP race. Three more hits, including an RBI double, and the Dodgers survived a furious ninth-inning comeback attempt from the fading D-backs to hold on and win 5-4 in Phoenix. Freeman, second in the big leagues in average, second in OPS, sixth in RBIs. Meanwhile, Arizona, they've now lost seven in a row. (laughs) And speaking of seven L's in a row, the Angels skid is over. Brandon Drury, three hits, a home run, and three runs scored. Halos take down the Giants 7-5. Lucas Giolito wins his first home start by going six innings and giving up three runs after the game. Mm. mm, After the game, Giolito said, they're not giving up yet. We can get on a roll. We can do well. So, you know, you never know. It's all about just believing and, um, you know, everyone pulling from the same rope. You know, keep keep putting together wins like we did tonight. We'll see what happens. That's very inspiring. Yeah, I mean, I know. They're not getting on a run. They're not making up seven games. That's <laughs> sweet of you, though, Lucas. Yeah. Um, so you think they're dead? I think they're dead. Yep. Even if Trout comes back, let's say, in a week and is, you know, Vintage Mike Trout. How many, wait a minute. How many are they out again? I believe they are four games. No, it was seven. In the wild card? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah they are seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah they're no, out. they're done. Thanks. <laughs> Back to you. It's over. <laughs> All right. Uh, more baseball Cinema injury news. Cross him off then. <laughs> <laughs> more baseball injury news for you next hour, but the big one uh, is too big to prolong. Tampa Bay Rays all-star Shane McClanahan most likely will not pitch again this year. Could need Tommy John surgery. That is according to manager Kevin Cash. Um, That was the forearm. Now it's a flexor injury for Cash. He left uh, his last start against the Yankees last week. Went back to Florida, and it's not good news for him. Football news. Uh, How about we start with Russell Wilson? Didn't do a lot of winning on the field last mm-hmm. year, but certainly doing a lot of winning off the field still with Ciara. They're expecting their third child together. Uh-huh. She broke the video new, uh, the news in a video announcement on her Instagram, uh, revealing her pregnant silhouette in front of a pool. Uh, and as it, as it was pointed out to me yesterday on Twitter by more than one person, this obviously this news has a show connection because one of our former friends believed that he had a chance with Ciara at a Justin Timberlake album release party at Prince's Mansion during the Minneapolis Super Bowl. I mean, that is a twisted, perverted version of Clue. Sean with Sierra in Prince's Mansion listening to Timberlake in Minneapolis. Diarrhea. (laughs) Oh, what could have been where more than one tweet yesterday with this popping up. Uh, Congrats to Russell. I mean, at this point, he's just showing off. They've had sex at least three times. I mean, congrats. It was, it was a special just... time. Yeah, yeah, it at was. least Good three. At least three. close to 3,000. Yeah, but at least three. I mean, assuming that those are all actually his children, he's done it. He's, he's done a good job for himself with her. Unlimited. You better be ponying up minimum once a day for that. I mean, I would think it's up to her. 
obviously. Right? I mean, he's there. He's offering whatever she needs. It's when she has a need that things happen. She's in charge of that whole operation. Yeah. You ever done anything dangerous? (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know why she likes him, but okay. Do you think he feeds her danger witches in bed after? After their coitus? Again, I think he does whatever she tells him to do. You really think she's got him, like, on a leash? Yes. He's oh. running around like a dog in the end. A hundred percent. And this is after being with Future, who is, you know, basically a known womanizer. See, I, now here's the, I don't know anything about Future, except that he was the man before Russ. I even shortchanged her career. A, it's longer than I thought it was, and B, it's more successful than I thought it was. Goodies came out in what, 2006? Yeah, her first real hit was, a, was to me, surprisingly long ago, which is now why I feel even stronger that she's the alpha, he's the beta. Mm. See, I'm learning here. Okay. So yeah. she wears the pants. Well, may- maybe she's going back to the future on the side. Now, that's a big accusation, Pete. So we should all walk Whoa. away from that one. Could be. Who knows? Wow. Those are salacious allegations <laughs> I mean, there. I'm, really? Just a, we're just hypothesizing. I'm hypothesizing. But we were all doing it in a complimentary way. You I'm just went with her, her being adulterous. Uh, just, it's a possibility. Who knows? You know what Future would say about that? No. What? From the streets she came and from the streets she must return. Whence the streets? Hence you uh, Anyway, I got that wrong. Uh, Close that enough. Um, either way, <laughs> actual, actual football rats. news. Um, Saints fan fans. Is he, is he in Paramore? <laughs> is he in Avenged Sevenfold? Right. What about the Stones? Is he in the Stones? <laughs> uh, Saints fans, a big hold on for you guys. It seemed like they uh, were a shoo-in to sign Kareem Hunt amidst their running back troubles with Eno and Benjamin being hurt and Alvin Kamara. Being suspended three games, but apparently Kareem Hunt um, received a call from the Colts before he ever set field uh, foot on a field to work out for the Saints. He's going to visit Indianapolis. They've got their own trouble now with the Jonathan Taylor drama and a uh, source, you know, telling us that Jonathan Taylor is now working on the side. He has mm-hmm. left Colts training camp for rehab on his ankle injury. Remember, they tried to say he had a back injury like a week ago. He dismissed that, but apparently he does have an ankle injury. So uh, this thing getting messier and messier in Indianapolis. And finally, and uh, NBA news, excuse me, Team USA, they completed their five-day training camp ahead of the FIBA World Cup uh, by destroying Puerto Rico. That was This was back on Monday night, um, but they are getting set for the World Cup in Philippines next month. And a lot of people very happy with the play of Jalen Brunson. A lot of people very happy with the play as well from Cade Cunningham, who is working his way back from a long, long injury. I mean, if we don't win the gold, do we are we are we over getting upset about the USA underperforming in international basketball anymore? I've already decided to not have an opinion on the FIBA World Cup in August because it's basically a bunch of fringe All Star players. Yeah, you get me to the Olympics, and I'll care about that. And but this, I mean, whatever, whatever. We're relying on, you know, second-level guys to get this job done. Best FIBA, of luck. FIBA's making me very upset. Pete versus FIBA? No. Oh. <laughs> no <Damn> chance. <laughs> Thanks for teasing us. Sure. America loves Pete versus. You can't you can't go down that road without a payoff here, Pete. Well, I, I could do a really good Pete versus today, but I think everyone's doing this versus. Uh, there's always room for you, Pete. Involve, it involves another personality in our business. All right, you you sit tight. You sit tight. Let's take a break. 
Pete will gear up. We'll come back. We'll do Pete versus that thing, and then me versus MLB umpires next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. per capita than any other sports radio show. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Final few minutes of hour number one on this Wednesday morning. Unscheduled, but well-received. Get excited for it. It's Pete versus the body. Take it away. Colin Cowherd is a disgrace to this business and a disgrace to everybody that works in it. All right. All his, All of his takes and all the stuff that he gets factually wrong is a total embarrassment. Yesterday, he said Dwayne Haskins doesn't have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yes, because the man passed away. So maybe clean up your act. I know you have a big contract. Maybe clean up your act and then get back in the game. That's all I have to say. There are a lot of people in this business that I don't, dis- that I don't agree with often. They, we have very different takes on things. But those are opinions, and you're entitled to an opinion. It's right, it's wrong, it's good, it's bad, but it's an opinion. I will agree that the amount of factual mistakes that that show makes is startling. I mean, it's it's a joke now. Guys on wrong teams, and this one probably is the worst of the bunch because not only did Dwayne Haskins pass away at an unfortunate age, but it was a real story. I mean, he passed away tragically not because he was sick like he got hit by a truck on the highway after a very well publicized exit from Washington I mean of all the things you can misplace people or forget that somebody moved teams but to have to forget Dwayne Haskins passed away to the extent where you put him on a list of quarterbacks that can't win the Super Bowl that's a lot of people also not doing their job and Pete's right in that we're just supposed to be better. We're just supposed to be better than that. Like, that's the thing I care about most. I might have a bad opinion on something. You might not agree with me. And then, it, like, I, I would pr- prefer you to agree with me. But if I make a, a factual error, it bothers me for, the, for at least the rest of the day. There's, I don't mean to interrupt, but there's some things in this business lately 
that there's no standard for anymore. We've gotten lazy, and, and, and that's one of them. Just throw things out and throw it against the wall like Gallagher and, and, and expect us to react. It's, it's a total embarrassment. Right. But even if you're doing, if you're saying like Aaron Rodgers is the 20th best quarterback in the NFL, like, but it, like it, that's right. your opinion, and it might be dumb, but it's at least it's just your opinion. But if you were going to tell me that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are the favorites to win the NFC North right now, you probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have a microphone on in front of you on any radio station, let alone multiple radio stations across the country and on TV show. Correct. Very quickly, me versus MLB umpires. I, in particular, yesterday, I think his name was Lou Williams. He was up replacing somebody who was working first base, Phillies Nationals yesterday, and the same batter, Nick Castellanos had a ball in the third baseline, diving play. The third baseman from Washington threw from his butt across the diamond. Dom Smith at first base catches the ball after Nick Castellanos has crossed first base, and he's called out. And then they throw a pickoff to Castellanos. That initial call is overturned to save. Smith swipes the tag, gets Castellanos late. Again, Nick is called out. Again, they go to review. Again, it's overturned. And both times, Dom Smith doesn't know what to do because he knows both calls are horribly wrong and are going to overturn. His stunned look around like, okay, guys, let's be quiet. Nobody mentioned that. The reaction to me is the best part of the whole thing. But if you're an MLB umpire, full-time or vacation, you've just got to be better than that. The newest bits of realignment rumors are next on the DA Show. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 